are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto. Today's episode of Locked On Flames is brought to you by Built Bar. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. The Flames are technically still in it, baby. They avoided elimination of playoff contention over the weekend, and they had a huge win over the Ottawa Senators last night and will move forward to wrap up their regular season against the Canucks. Before we jump into today's episode, though, I will ask you to make sure that you are subscribed and following Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. It's free and you're not going to want to miss an episode, especially as we head into the post or off season. I'm here for you every day. I do not understand this team, okay? I don't get it because they can go out and score six goals on the Ottawa Senators after not playing for a few days and then, like, have almost a shutout defense with only allowing one goal. And I don't like being being given a glimmer of hope just for my expectations to be destroyed. (laughs) And, you know, I love covering this team. I think that they are, you know, a fun team to watch. I like what we have. And I just think that it just, we need a little bit of tweaking and we'll talk about that another day. But you know what? Let's talk about the positives. Johnny Gaudreau opened up the scoring with his 19th goal of the season. And uh, Glenn Godden had his first NHL point uh, on that, on another goal, sorry, but uh, Kachuk, Backlund, Michael Stone, Dylan Dubé, and Captain Geo all scored last night. It was a very high scoring game. It was six to one. I, you know, for a while I was like, oh, this is a baseball score, but in all seriousness, it was just, it was electric. I don't know what happened. I don't know where this team has been. And I, I don't know if it's kind of like me where I leave, like I kind of like slump a little bit in the middle of my school semester and I'm like, okay, like just kind of coasting along. And I get that final push like right at the end, like today where I have to go write two papers and all this stuff. But, uh, you know, you finally put in that effort and you're like, oh my God, I finished. And then you get a reward. And the reward here is uh, beating the senators and of course, potentially making the playoffs. The, uh, I almost said the playoffs can make the Flames, the playoff, the, oh my gosh, the Flames can make the playoffs if Montreal does not win in regulation or take it to overtime against the Oilers. So, once again, Oilers, I kind of need you to do this, but also I would like to avoid that embarrassment of another first round exit. So again, choose wisely. (laughs) Uh, The Flames actually had a power play goal. 
they capitalized on their one and only power play. And the Senators won 57% of the faceoffs and went 0 for 3 on their power play. And again, I really do think that this could be an instance of false hope and we're elevating our expectations a little bit because, you know, you we have said it so many times this season about how this team needs to turn a page and then we think that they do and then they go right back to page one or page 17, different paragraphs, like they're just not on the same page at all. But if the Flames, like, you know... <laughs> I don't think that this is sustainable. I don't. I think that there needs to be some off-season moves made, obviously. Some tweaking needs to be done. Nothing drastic, you know. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, blow it all up. Blow up the core. Expose them all in the expansion draft. No, like, that's not how this works. Relax. But the Flames are off until Thursday and that is when their mini-series against the Canucks kicks off. And coming up next, we are going to see which coaches and GMs are out of a job after the revolving door of GMs and coaches has been cracked open a little bit more. But first, let me tell you about Wealthfront. Wealthfront is able to create a portfolio for you that is diverse for you and one of the perks of Wealthfront is that their portfolios are globally diverse, low cost index funds, personalized just for you in minutes. There are no manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all investing based on the preferences that you control. And Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL that's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash Locked On NHL. Locked On Flames continues. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Yesterday, I was minding my business, like usual, scrolling on Twitter, and I see that John Tortorella and the Columbus Blue Jackets have mutually agreed to part ways at the end of the season. I, I think that was kind of the consensus and what everybody kind of expected and uh I'm glad that that's happening and John Tortorella was the head coach for six years and he had a record or has a record of 222 166 and 54 never had any playoff success really and no one will ever forget how he ran their franchise player PLD out of town and uh you know maybe I am concentrating on a little bit of recency bias here but I think that that playoff game against Tampa Bay where it went to five overtime it was just insane and I think that you know there's only so much managing you can do and I think that it was just 
a, a good game. I think it was a good game. But, you know, you look at this season and just how much of a downfall it was. Because, you know, they made it to the second round of the playoffs back in 2019 against the Bruins. And they could have won that series. They really could have because there were multiple times that that game went to the games went to overtime. There were, a, it was a six game series, but they could have extended it to seven had they played a little bit better. And I think that, you know, when you bring in a new head coach and you have, that is a very talented team. What he was working with for a majority of that time was an incredible team. You know, you had Bobrovsky and Nett, you have, uh, you know, great defense, great offensive pieces, and nobody wanted to stick around there. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of rumors, obviously, with, you know, the culture of the room and things like that. And I do, I really want to have Jay, the host of Locked On uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, to talk about the show or talk about, you know, his reaction to everything and kind of his interpretation. And, of course, you can head on over and listen to his show as well. Jay's a great friend of mine. Absolute doll. Uh, but I just, you know, it's probably for the better that Tortorella not be behind the bench. We have, I just, I don't like his coaching style. I did for a little bit. I did. And then I realized, you know, this isn't about coaching as much as it's about, you know, a healthy atmosphere and unfortunately I it really didn't look like that was the case in Columbus for a while but you know maybe he takes a step back from coaching and does some other things yeah uh, you know I'm sure people people want him to be a general manager which I mean I don't I don't know much about this guy you know I, I don't know how that would work personally doesn't affect my teams so you know we'll just we'll mind our business here but another group of people parting ways mutually is Bill Armstrong, who was the general manager of the Arizona Coyotes, and Toshe in their coach, uh, Toshe, who will, you know, be out of the job after it was kind of an agreement that there needs to be a change behind the Arizona Coyote bench. And he was the coach for... Um, 290 games. I'm sorry. I was like trying to do math there. Is that four seasons? I don't know. But he, uh, his record is uh, 125, 131, 34. But he did lead the Coyotes to the playoffs last year for the first time since 2012. And, you know, I think that that's great. And unfortunately, like, you know, those droughts and things happen and you know, that might be like a little like glimmer of hope. Again, this episode is just about glimmers of hope and those expectations. And it's kind of like with the hurricanes, you know, they finally get back to the playoffs after it was like 10 years. And then they were able to build off of that momentum. And unfortunately, that's just not the case in Arizona. They are no strangers to scandals. They are really an interesting organization. And I really wish I could like pick the brains of people there and just not even do like a journalism piece on it, but just kind of see what's going on. I, like, I want to know the truth. And I think that there was that athletic piece earlier this season that came out and everyone was like, no, this is a lie. Oh, no. But like, it's a dysfunctional unit there. It is a very dysfunctional organization. And I think that there just needs to be an overhaul there. And of course, 
I, we're going to see this. We're going to see more departures from those who underachieved this season as well. And I think that we might see firings that might surprise us, you know? I don't think that, you know, Sheldon Keefe or Bruce Cassidy or Mike Sullivan will be fired by any means, but I think that we could see a situation where a team that has kind of bounced back or had a good year, um, I think that, you know, they do get rid of their coach. Now, I do think that David Quinn is going to be gone from the Rangers. I absolutely think that's going to be the case because if they were upset about how the season went and they fired their general manager and operations and all this stuff, I do think that you need to look at the person behind the bench because there were most certainly... Uh, you know, times where it just was not good managing by your boy, David Quinn. So Seattle is going to have a plethora of coaches to choose from, especially as the offseason unfolds. And whether that be, you know, before the draft, after the draft, anything like that, really, I am interested to see how things unfold, especially with the season supposedly beginning again in October. So it'll be a shortened off season. It will be certainly interesting. I think that there are going to be plenty of decisions made, especially now as a lot of places and are like heading back towards somewhat normalcy, uh, you know, post-pandemic life. And we will see. I think that teams are more confident making decisions now than they were, say, a year ago. Coming up next, though, we are going to talk about winners and losers of the week, since I was not here on Friday. But first, let me tell you about Built Bar. You guys know that I love my protein bars. You know that I only eat Built Bars, and they are a staple for my cabinet, my pantry. You know, they are in my house at all times. And some of my favorite flavors are the peanut butter brownie and salted caramel. And I think that everybody just needs to try these. And what you can do is you can put them in your like blender and like soften them first, obviously, and make a protein shake out of them. They're so good. And it they taste like a frap. I don't are fraps a thing in Canada and it's like a milkshake okay and it doesn't it's not bad for you they're healthy they are very healthy for you uh you know there's 17 grams of protein only 130 calories in just about every flavor a couple of other flavors though do have uh, higher protein higher calories uh, only by like 50 and five net grams of carbs and I just really love protein bars, but specifically Built Bar. You know, I think that I have had to go through that weird phase of finding yours and head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your first order and, you know, settle, settle the debate. Get your protein bars now. BetOnline AG is your number one trusted source for sports betting. They have an easy-to-navigate website, live updates as the day rolls on, and everything you need to know about placing your bets. 
I would head on over there right now and start placing some bets about the Stanley Cup uh, winners. You know, I I don't know who I'm rooting for yet, and I certainly don't know who I am, uh, you know, really pushing for and who I like realistically expect to win this thing. But you can head on over to Bet Online AG today and sign up for your free account and get a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up and make your first deposit with promo code LOCKED ON. Locked On Flames continues. Don't forget to subscribe and follow Locked On Flames for free wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so winners and losers of the week, baby. We're going to do winners and losers of the weekend because, well, (laughs) you know, we're we just we got to wrap this wrap this thing up. And honestly, I couldn't remember last week. (laughs) It's been a crazy time. But the winner is obviously Connor McDavid reaching 100 points in what I believe was 53 games. Could I think it's 53. Yes. And just this guy is like so phenomenal. Okay. If you took away all of McDavid's goals, he would be second in um, points behind Matthews, I believe. I believe that's what the stat line was. But like you, I'm sorry, there is not... There should not be a question of who's better, McDavid or Matthews. Yes. No, they have both been to the playoffs. And um, technically, Austin Matthews has not made it out of the first round, okay? And in my humble opinion, Connor McDavid is a lot more fun to watch, okay? And no, that's not my Boston bias speaking here. I I don't like Austin Matthews, and I have plenty of reasons for that. But, you know to each their own. And personally, um, I'm going to shout out before we get to the loser. Uh, we're going, I'm going to shout out everybody who is graduating or going through finals. These are some tough times out in the street right now. We are doing our best. I have like seven assignments to do, um, before Wednesday. So fingers crossed that we get there. Um, I would also just like to say that the loser of the weekend is Eric Francis because he asked Daryl Sutter a ridiculous question last night, okay? And I'm sure you've all seen it by now, but let me pull up the audio and I'll play it for you. Daryl, as an Albertan, uh, how unique a situation is it that your fate for the next two, you know, two of the next three nights rests in the hands of the Oilers? Because I'm from Alberta. Well, how unique a situation is well, it? Well, I, I guess if I was from Saskatchewan, it would make a difference, but it doesn't really matter to me. The, the irony of, uh, you know, Flames fans now having to cheer for the Oilers, is that, uh, is that lost on you? Well, I think there's lots of people that cheer for Connor McDavid. I do, too. You certainly will be over the next couple of nights. Is that not one of the most awkward interactions you have ever seen between human beings? Um, you know, I know that a lot of people don't really like Eric Francis, and I, I get why. I do. Uh, but, my God, that's so awkward to be like, yeah, like as an Albertan. And Sutter goes, I guess if I was from Saskatchewan, it'd be different. Like, my God. <laughs> um, anyways, 
I hope that y'all could hear that audio. If not, it is on my Twitter. And yeah, so that wraps it up for today. I will be here all week. You guys know that uh, I love hosting this show and I don't want to get sappy and sentimental again. But thank you all for an amazing full season of hockey. And we will be here. You know, obviously there's still four games left against the Canucks, but let's just wrap it up today by saying wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. And if you are getting the vaccine, I'm happy for you. And all of those who are making the effort to get the, um, you know, signups and everything in. So thank you all so much for tuning in to Locked on Flames, and I hope you have a fantastic Monday.